time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It is June 15th, 2020. We're excited to have you joining another podcast. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. And our commitment is to bring you timely information and audio format. And the best reward we can get is you sharing this virally within your community. And man, it is crazy how much that is going on. For some reason, Google is just pushing us out like crazy right now. So grateful to however you got a hold of us, but we're grateful to have you here today on the Hot Topic segment. So the first thing we do is we'll be talking the regular uh, market update, what's going on in the markets, the shorter segments, and then a Hot Topic segment. We're going to be talking with Matt Graham. He's the founder and CEO of MBS Live. He is the new regular that has joined us and will be here each and every week giving us market update and commentary. So grateful for Joe Farr being here for as long as he was and doing what he did, but he is fully retired out. Now we've got Matt in here, and I'm very excited for you, our listeners, to get to know Matt Graham a little bit more and a little bit better. So I've gotten to know him, and I tell you, I'm really excited about him and what he does with his product, MBS Live. So we're going to get a lot of his perspective on what's going on in the market. So stay tuned to the Hot Topic segment. Also, we're so proud to be a part of Industry Syndicate. Check out all of the podcasts at industrysyndicate.com. Also, we're a part of mortgagemedia.com. Check out that. Specifically, check out Dave Matthews and Mike. My podcast we do is called The Two Daves, and we've been talking about all the riding going on, and we talked about it, what, the impact on the housing, just shared a little bit of what's happening over there. Check out Mortgage Media. You'll learn a little bit more about what we're about. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Be sure to sign up for the app, which is the Mortgage Action Alliance. You can download it on your favorite smartphone, get it, and get your voice heard in Washington, D.C. Also, Finastra. Somehow they've picked up 14,000 customers, if I ever have that number right. They're doing something right. They're one of the, the third largest fintech company in the world and they have got some innovation going on that we can't wait to talk about down the road as we're going to have them on and dan putney will be coming on talking about some of the things that they're doing that's very innovative say well you're just bringing them on because they're an advertiser well we have innovative advertisers so that's why we're having them on and they do have some really cool things that they're working on and we'll be happy to share that with you when we have dan putney on also lenders one and the mortgage collaborative these two co-ops actually complement each other very nicely we're members of both of them. It allows you to develop a relationship with lenders and vendors. So if you're a lender, want to get to know some vendors, and then also lenders talking to other lenders of like size and what's going on there. That's going on in both of these collaboratives, and encourage you to check them out. Also, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America as well as Indicom. They have been exploding up on the scene. Everyone's so busy. We're all looking for underwriters. Outsourcing is a big tool. So Indicom Solutions, check them out, as well as Incelerate. We had Josh. He's a good friend of mine. Also, perfect name. 
but Incelerate allows you to engage with your borrowers in a more effective way. Be sure to go to our website. Take a look at the information and the offer that Josh has for you, our listeners, on our website, on our Lickin' on Lending website, not the Blog Talk Radio website, at the Lickin' on Lending podcast website, as well as Ainsworth Advisors. If more and more companies are finding out they really do need an advisory board, Fannie and Freddie are talking more about it. They're asking, who's your advisory board? Hope you'll check out AinsworthAdvisors.com. That board is growing, and we're excited to be a part of have them as sponsor. Also, it's one of my companies, so I'm pretty bullish on it. Anyway, AI Assist, it's artificial intelligence, how to reach borrowers who can connect with borrowers. But I'm also working on getting another podcast up that's related to artificial intelligence. It's one that Alan, our tech guy, Alan Pollock turned me on to. It used to be Face Me as the name of the company, but it's now Unique. Unique Me or something like that. Anyway, very cool technology, and we're talking with them. It's a New Zealand company. We'll have them on as a guest. It is crazy what's coming down the line in innovation. Also, Celebrity Home Loans, growing their company through acquisitions. Pleased to have them, as well as Knowledge Coop. And then Mobility RE. Just had a conversation with Ben Turling this last week. Man, they, they just launched a new segment of what they do, uh, having to look at realtors. If you're interested, check that out, as well as Modex. We had both both the Dales, Dale the Third, and Dale Jr. on. It was uh, three weeks ago, so be sure to check out that interview. Went real well, as well as I want to say thank you to Velma, Vendorsurf, Vidyard, and also finally a special thank you goes to Alice, Andy, Alan, and now Matt. We're going to have Matt in the hot topic segment. So let's get over to Rob Van Rapphorst. Hi, I'm Rob Van Rapports. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Last week, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac released a bulletin and lender letter to provide servicer incentive fees for COVID-19 payment deferrals, as well as update servicer incentive fees for other workout options. Incentive fees for repayment plans and payment deferrals will be $500, while incentive fees for flex modifications will be $1,000. Also, yesterday, MBA released its latest results from the Forbearance and Call Volume Survey. The survey revealed that the total number of loans now in forbearance increased from 8.53% to 8.55% as of June 7th. According to MBA's estimate, almost 4.3 million homeowners are now in forbearance plans. And finally, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell is scheduled to give an update on the current state of the economy in back-to-back hearings with both chambers of Congress this week. MBA will be monitoring Powell's testimony and will provide relevant updates as they become available. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining me. Let's get over to Les Parker with this week's macro view of the markets. Les, what do you have for a sound parody for us this this week? TM Spotlight Soundbite is brought to you by Power Seller, making hedging easy. Everybody dance. Low, low, low. Buy a house with low rates. It seems urban dwellers want to leave their studio apartments behind and discover open spaces away from crowds and room enough to work at home. Others want to avoid the commute to an elevator that holds 20 but's limited to 2. Why not? Rates are low. MBS yields appear spellbound by the Fed's control. It wants to keep short-term and long-term rates low to 2022. Mortgage applications to purchase a home are at multi-year highs. So why shouldn't everyone dance? Low, low, low. Buy a house with low rates. These views are my own. Go to tmspotlight.com to subscribe to my daily newsletter. 
Yeah, I can almost feel the disco ball <laughs> in the ceiling when they hear that old song. Anyway, good job, Les Parker. Yeah, low, low, low. And it looks like we're going to have a low race for a long time. So what are you doing with all those refinances out there? And are we going to have market volatility? Yes, we are. And the rates will be moving around. And you've got to have a really good system to manage interest rate volatility just to see what's going on. And we've got Matt Graham. Yes, he's going to be the hot topic, but he's also one of our regulars. So we're going to get an update from Matt Graham with what's going on in the market. And I'm looking at the MBS live screens. Matt, good to have you here with us, friend. Appreciate you. What are you seeing on your screens? I love the way your screens are organized. You could pay this big money to get these really expensive systems or it's all right there. If you're not a, an MBS trader and just an originator, it's everything you need that looks snazzy enough to impress your clients. I'll get into uh, talking about markets real quick and then we'll loop back to that in the hot topic, I suppose. Pretty epic week last week for those, well, unless you were looking for stocks to move significantly higher. But for bonds, it was a nice recovery because recall the previous week, yields and rates had risen pretty sharply in response to ADP employment, NFP non-farm payrolls, strong economic data, and a bunch of optimism over where the markets were heading with the economy reopening. Then last week comes along and it was quite a bit of reversal. Part of it was a technical reversal, meaning bonds were trading for reasons that just had to do with bond trading levels and not in response to fundamental data. But stocks joined in that party, you could call it, about midweek after the Fed announcement, not necessarily because of it. But once stocks began moving lower, investors were thinking, hey, maybe stocks were a bit euphoric. And as investors pull money out of stocks, maybe putting a little bit more into the bond market, helping the bond market recover, helping rates move lower. And the Fed announcement itself helped bonds quite a bit because as we talked about last week, we were looking for the Fed to confirm its bond buying intentions. Up until now, it had been buying MBS and treasuries on an emergency basis. And we just wanted a little bit more certainty from the Fed. They gave it to us. It was a nice little vote of confidence for the mortgage market because in the past and in general, the Fed has said it would like to get back to a primarily treasury securities portfolio. So you never really know exactly how much support they're feeling like giving the mortgage market outside of crisis situations. But last week they said, we're going to keep buying at least as much as we've been buying. That is indefinite for now. So if they're saying that they're going to keep policy rates low through 2022, it's not necessarily a bond buying commitment through 2022, but it is for the time being. And it locks that amount into place. The bonds really enjoyed that last week. MBS moved to long-term highs and mortgage rates, of course, two days spent at new all-time lows with the average lender under 3% for their top tier rate and a little bit of bounce at the end of the week. But really, that was just a byproduct of the strong move on the first three days. So starting the new week, wow. roughly in the same territory and not on the agenda other than just to watch coronavirus headlines, which seem to have come back to center stage as the big market mover. Based on what you're seeing out there on the economic calendar, is it going to be more news that we should be looking to move the markets or is there something that just stands out right now from an economic standpoint? So, sure. I think that if an economic report speaks loudly enough, it will be heard. And that's something I say from time yeah. to time. So we weren't looking for the ADP employment report to have a big impact at the beginning of the month, but it did because it was so far from expectation. If that happens again, like with retail sales this week, same thing could happen. But in general, it seems like 
the focus has shifted back toward keeping pace with coronavirus headlines yeah. and case counts yeah. and seeing if the economic reopening is going to cause a surge in cases, then the market response needs to be reconsidered. Well, I am looking forward to having you on the hot topic here just a little bit later in the program. So stay tuned. Stay right there, Matt. Looking forward to letting our audience get to know you as I've gotten to start to get to know you. Very excited about the relationship. And I'm looking forward to just getting to know you better and letting our audience get to know you better in the hot topic seconds. So stay right there. We'll be back with you in just a little bit. Let's run over to Alice Alvey, live right now with us. Alice is CMB President of Education and Training, amazing union home mortgage. She's got this week's legislative update. What you got, Alice? Good to have you here. Hey, thanks, Dave. Yes, union home mortgage is amazing because we are still closing loans in, I think our turn time is still like 27, 28 days. We're amazing. Wow. You are amazing. Oh, I know. We heard about that some is... companies that still like trying to close homes from April. <laughs> Anyway, so here's my uh, tidbit for the day, right? I think one of the things that's starting to come up as we think about the impact of returning to work and really the overall natural disaster for our COVID-19 is really the impact to homeowners and renters and their credit. So I've been watching a little bit on what are we going to do as an industry with credit scores now? Because we know that under the CARES Act, the CARES Act is requiring lenders to report individuals as current, even though they may have chosen not to make their house payment or their rent payment, right? So the challenge that we're dealing with now as I'm watching what's unfolding is the CFPB issued their guidance then. So we have Congress who issues the act and says, here's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to report people as current. Then the CFPB has to weigh in to say, all right, how does this impact the Fair Credit Reporting Act, which regulates how lenders are supposed to report, right? So we have Congress passing a law, and now we need the regulator who oversees that to say, all right, how are you going to interpret this? And the CFPB, basically, when they came out with this guidance on April 1st, we all kind of went, all right, well, they're going to lighten up. Right. And usually when you read about a regulator <laughs> saying we're going to lighten up, you go, oh, OK, I'll read that later. Right. Cool. They're going to lighten up. I can go pay attention to something else. And within that lightening up was essentially, I think, where there's some concern is well, how do we handle disputes? Right. So disputes are something the credit bureaus themselves and the credit bureau association is looking at saying, well, if I can't get a hold of a county and I now have to stay in compliance with this 30 day rule with managing disputes and, and walking through this process, which many consumers are aware of and many loan officers work with to help consumers get better credit scores, how is all that going to work? So the, the CARES Act did extend it to be 45 days for the credit reporting agency agencies to have a little bit more room in working with counties that are partially staffed or even closed in some cases. But then the CFPB is still saying, we're not going to totally enforce everything. If you can use a good faith effort, we're still going to enforce, but we're (laughs) going to look more in good faith and understanding the circumstances. Well, apparently, 21 of the state's attorney generals have a problem with that. And incidents across the country, the problem with lightening up on regulations, well, they saw it as a slippery slope. Uh, It was a mix of mostly Democratic states, a couple Republican states thrown in there, but really more about who has some big systemic problems with COVID. And so they're feeling the pinch a little bit more. And they saw this as it's not the time to let the CRAs fall asleep at the switch and that the attorneys general are saying, we're going to be vigilant. We want to make sure disputes, all the reporting is being handled correctly, and we will be enforcing this to the letter of the law versus the CFPB coming in and saying, well, from a lender standpoint, we may not be. So it's an interesting dynamic going on. 
I think we're going to end up with some muddy credit reports. We're going to be watching for it to see how good is a credit score now in using the the tools that lenders and furnishers uh, send to credit bureaus. What are credit scores going to look like as the reporting kind of unfolds and how each lender will be handling them a little bit differently. What the furnishers report, there is software that's used to try and standardize that reporting, but I think we're in for some changes in the way credit scores look based on credit reporting behavior and how furnishers are going to report. Thank you so much, Alice. Good report. I think that there's been a shift. Everyone's been worrying about CFPB up until more recently, and now it's the states. And I tell you, I was just talking to a client who went through a HUD audit and a state audit. And I had several clients going through it, actually. And the state audit was really interesting. The conclusions are being drawn differently from the state the auditor based on the state that they're from. So I think we're going to be seeing a little bit dicier situation. Instead of having one regulator, we've got 50 or as many states as you're registered in. And I think it's going to be real interesting what impact that might have on some companies deciding to stay in a state or not after some of these upcoming audits. So regulation, we all agree. I did that interview with Joe Murin last week. I couldn't believe we both joined it. We need regulation and we couldn't believe we were saying that, but it's coming out of one place. Let it come out of Washington, D.C. and let it be more common sense, but never thought I'd ever say that, Alice. But states, right. oh my gosh, it's crazy. Thank yeah, you. The states are going to be a real challenge then in this area as lenders are trying to be lenient, but then now the state attorney generals are saying, follow the letter of the law. And what's conflicting to me is usually leniency works in favor of the consumer. And in this case, they're viewing it as not being in favor of the consumer. And I think the area that they're concerned with is managing disputes that they do want those cleared up and not there is some discretion for credit bureaus. So I've, maybe in the future we get a credit bureau at one of the major groups on the call who can help us understand this a little bit better on what they're seeing as this unfolds more. You'll love this. I was talking to Mitch Kiter, who's one of the advisors on the Ainsworth Advisory Board that I have, and I'm so pleased with his participation. He says, Dave, we're so busy. He's talking about how he's down in Florida, just staying in his place there, and he's just been locked down there with, with COVID. I said, you just like kind of getting close to retirement. He goes, oh, no, it's six days a week, and, and it's, it's 12, 14 hours. He says, we've never been busier, and I'm wondering if this is part of it's what's contributing to it. It's all the state issues that are starting to arise. We're hearing about it. Good report, Alice. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on. I am looking forward to having you participate as long as you can in the Hot Topic segment. we got a new regular, Alice. So good. So exciting. Thank anyway, you. appreciate it. You bet. Alan Pollock's good here with us. Before we get into Alan's segment, I just want to give a shout out to Finastra. Yes, they're one of our sponsors, but it's some of the innovative things that they're doing there. They have their FusionBot system, but they also have an amazing front-end system that really allows you to connect. Accelerate does a great job with that. That's another product that's out there that's one of our sponsors. got to check out what Finastra has with what they're doing in FusionBot. It's a, a total Bodied system, I mean, it's all in one. And I encourage you to go out to our website, check out our videos that we put up there on the Finastra. And then also we'll be talking to you about some upcoming innovation in the way of uh, conferences and communication. Alice earlier was talking about how Union Home is really doing some innovative things, bringing their company together and doing something over video. Alice, we're going to have to make that just a whole hot topic in and of itself to hear about some of the innovative things you guys are doing. But let's get over to Alan Pollock. Alan, good to have you here, friend, as always. What do you have for us this week, Fred. Great to be here. I've got some things to make you think. But before I do so, Alice, you brought up an interesting topic. I was reading an article today, funny you brought it up actually, about the pandemic code or natural disaster code that the different people can put into your credit report so that they're still reporting because by law, they still have to report 
your creditworthiness and what has occurred, but the code is read by Vantage, but it's not read by FICO. And so it'll only help in a case where somebody is doing a subjectional review by eyeball and looking at what was in the notes. And I think there are some folks trying to talk to FICO and say that, hey, these codes should indicate that the score for that month should be ignored. I don't know what, what's going on there, but very interesting, of course. Yeah, it's interesting. The Vantage has picked up on it, though, that they're doing. I, I tell you, I'm so, I'm right. so crazy more excited about what Vantage is doing because it opens up so many more potential home buyers that are qualified. That's a whole other topic. Go back and listen to that podcast we did well back. We interviewed, and as a name excuse you right now. They had a great interview on that. But anyway, what you got on the uh, tech side? Oh, man, all kinds of stuff. And real quick, talking about AI, one is our friends at Unique. That's going to be an ex- extremely exciting podcast because all the unique stuff that they're doing right now and what I've done with them. So that'll be fun. So definitely want to keep on the lookout for when that comes up. And speaking of AI, remember Flappy? I brought him up a couple weeks ago. He was the hamburger yeah, robot that. chef. Well, awesome. now, got some feedback on that. That was hilarious. Well, now we have Sally. And Sally is made by a company called Chowbotics. And she makes salad. And especially since of the national pandemic, or the international pandemic, we should say, Sally actually holds 22 airtight ingredients right inside of herself. So within her robot self. And she makes yogurt, grains, and salad salad bowls every day, 24 hours per day. They had like a 70, 80% spike in the request of these robots to be uh, deployed across hospitals and other places, and they will continue to grow. They just raised more capital. So the company's called Chowbotics, and I think we'll see more of this, especially in things like a salad that I guess it's kind of subjectional, right? You can have a machine make it or you can make it. You need that love and tender touch, but Sally's out there. So two funny things to think about. The first one is there should be a reality show where flat earthers have to find the edge of the world. And the second (laughs) one is they put music from the 50s and 60s in medicine commercials to appear to the older generation, meaning sometime in the future will Despacito be playing on commercials for laxatives. That's bad. Okay. Great items to ponder on. So back to the news. We've got all kinds of good stuff going on. First, we've got Cloud Virga has launched a brand new TPO platform. Yeah, I heard that. Part of the Arrive platform. So you want to check that out. Doc Magic is providing their e-sign technology at no cost. Zero. So I, I didn't read the defined details. You may have to already be a customer, of course, but you can acquire or leverage their e-sign technology for free. And I did not bring this up. Thank you to a friend of mine. His name is Vince for reminding me today about this. But Mismo, starting July 1st, is going to be charging $0.75 on loans registered with MERS. That money is going to be a pass-through, not kept at all by MERS. It's for MBA and MISMO to advance and accelerate production of MISMO and the innovation and the continuance of it. And David, a good topic. Remember our friend, Michael uh, Frattentoni, he is the president of MISMO. And uh, we can chat with him about that. But July 1st, MISMO will be charging 75 cents. Also, Compass Analytics, as we know, they're a black and white organization now. They just launched an exciting capital markets-focused functionality called Compass Point. And it really focuses on pay-ups and mark-to-market. So you want to check that out. Really interesting. David, this is another really cool one. They get into modifications, right? And Solomon Edwards and Constant have announced a new cooperative agreement to offer Total Mod, which is a platform to help servicers avoid large staffing companies and reduce phone channel volume, basically to make the process more efficient for loan modifications. So you want to check that out. And Open Close, my own company, has partnered with CyberLink Software 
for automated MERS process, not only the ramp, the, the registration to MERS, but the recording of it back in the LOS. So if you're an open close user, you want to look at that. David, this is a really important topic. If you remember last week, we talked about tickets, 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 and the fact that you've got all these things you've asked your vendors for, and you need to massage and manage that. Well, we still have to talk about adoption rates. And because of Sally and some of the other news, I don't want to cut short on that. But adoption rates are really, really important. And it gets into how much empathy is in our products and how do we use technology and the human, the contribution of our human self versus technology to have that empathy and be able to help. We'll talk about technology adoption next week, and I promise we will. But this is really, really important. A lot of our listeners are Mortgage Coach users. And Dave Savage, who is CEO of Mortgage Coach and has a huge following on Facebook, there are thousands of people that talk about how they leverage this technology, just how they, they navigate the waters of the industry every day. One of their LOs talked about how technology isn't the end all and it's not going to replace us. And he gave a perfect example. He unfortunately had somebody pass at the closing table. And he is using empathy and right, just being himself a human to work with them and to help them not only through this crisis for the most he could do, but to still help that loan go through it, to still help them and, and reconfigure and work it out. And he was basically talking in his post about it. Technology doesn't handle everything. And so uh, if you yep. follow that group, you can just search for it. But just so I'd mention that point, technology is not the end all, although it is extremely important for us to continue That's to good. evolve yeah. and innovate and do business. Yeah, it's yeah. doing a lot in the way of adding empathy too, especially when you look at what's going on with some of this artificial intelligence communication, as well as now with digital human. Very exciting stuff or scary stuff. We've got a lot of implications yeah. on it. But yeah. Yes, yes. I'm a, thanks for introducing me to those guys that they face me now unique. So yes. very excited. Yeah. We had several demos. We're having several conversations. I'm talking to the president. And it's interesting. They moved from New Zealand. Guess where they moved to? You know what? Tech yeah, center they moved now. to? Yeah. yeah, they're here in Austin, Texas. How about that? That's right. Come to Austin. Great place. Anyway, and uh, we actually put 20 people in, 20, in elevators that hold 20 here. We're back, pretty much back. Things are pretty much normal. That's great. So, anyway, Fred, appreciate Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Good to have you in and then have you participate in the Hot Topic segment. And if, Alan, I'd love to have you check out what Matt's got for technology. It is really cool the way it's put together and there's some favorite features. So stay involved in the Hot Topic segment if you have time. Appreciate you being here. Looking forward to it. Thanks. You bet. Let's get over to Dr. Andy Shell, the Profit Doctor. It's like what uh, Alice was talking about because if you don't make your mortgage payment, you actually really didn't make your mortgage payment, but you didn't not not make your mortgage payment. That's funny. That's it. You really didn't, but you did, but you didn't do it. Anyway, that yeah, that's a tongue twister. That'll spin you out. Right? It's, a, it's the end of a quarter. So every yes. end of a quarter is significant for financial reporting. And it's so significant that quarterly reporting can cause you to either preserve your agency approvals or you can sometimes lose agency approval because of your quarter and financial reporting. So I was going to talk about that a little bit. We've got two weeks to the end of the quarter. So on each quarter, we submit financial reports to the warehouse line lenders, to the agencies, and even to state licensing departments, but we don't have to submit it directly. It's done for us. So the warehouse banks receive the financial statements and they expect to receive gap-based financial statements that would include the balance sheet, the income statement, the changes in financial position or changes in capital. Now, the warehouse lane banks also expect to get a debt covenant certificate typically signed by the CFO and the CEO that represents that the 
interim financial data is accurate and complete. So lenders get information, the agencies get information, the agencies have a specialized form called the MBFRF, the Mortgage Banker Financial Report Form, and it's a standardized format that everybody uses to submit data into the agencies. Now, the state licensing department get data through the NMLS. So the NMLS actually has two forms, one for agency-approved lenders and non-agency-approved lenders. In both cases, all the production volume from each originator is submitted every quarter. So every quarter, the NMLS receives this data that says the name, NMLS number, and how many loans and what the loan amounts were for every single originator, for every single mortgage company throughout the entire country. Now, this data flows through to the specific state, but it's also accessed by other government agencies like Department of Labor, Department of Justice, and they do analysis of this data as well. So it's really important that it's precise, clean, clear, accurate. But about this quarter in, protect your company, preserve your agency approval, there's really three tests that all these people will apply to your quarter in financials. And the three key tests, the most important things to monitor are cash position, change in capital or equity, whatever you want to call it, and profitability. Those three things, cash, change in equity, and profitability. Now, the cash position is really important because that drives the liquidity test. Now, cash position can be enhanced. You can actually do something today about your cash position at the end of the month. The thing that I've done all the years that I was CFO of a company is we would begin increasing our funding request to be the maximum amount for all the loans that we close for the rest of the month. It means the warehouse line balance is going to be higher. We're going to have more interest expense, but we're not going to use our cash to fund loans as much. We're going to have more cash that we hold and holding cash is better than having reduced warehouse borrowing generally speaking. So that's one trick. We want to make certain we're focused on that liquidity test. Now, the second thing that's really important is the change in capital position. So that normally people think about, well, what makes my capital go up and down? Well, profits. If I make more profit, I make it go up. If I have a loss, they go down. A lot of times mortgage companies, at least right now, are seeming to do very well. But distributions to owners also causes capital to go down. So you got to be careful about owner distributions. You can't just take all the money out. That change in capital from the last quarter to the current quarter is monitored by everybody. And if it changes, particularly if it goes down by 10% or more, there could be some serious consequence from that. Now, all these things, the cash position test, the change in equity test, the profitability test, these are all normal things that all mortgage CFOs know about. So the, the important point is to be sure and listen to what your CFO is telling you to do today and get ready and prepared for that June 30th quarter in financial statement production that's going to be coming up. If you have any other questions, be sure and reach out. This is the Profit Doctor segment. I'm Dr. Andy Shell, and that yes. is the Profit Doctor. Good job. Well, yeah, I was writing notes feverishly here as you were talking about. I'm doing my CMB. You're sponsoring me on my CMB. And so I'm preparing for that, and we got into some of the things that could mess things up. And we just had a story problem. In fact, I can't wait to talk to you about it. I got a few questions on my story problem this weekend. It talks about, really, a capital position and owners wanting to take money out. And uh, at a particular time of the year and based on circumstances that were just not good. Well, owners want their money, but taking the money can cause the company to lose its agency approval. And if you lose agency approvals, you lose servicing rights and you lose your origination team. It's it's a cascade of death. So just don't do it. Just be careful. Understand the impacts. 
Get advice. Yeah, that doesn't mean you can't pull cash out for Casey, but do it with someone that has an understanding of what this can do for you. Great segment, Andy. Good stuff. Appreciate a lot of information there. It is alphabet soup up there. Mortgage banker financial report form. Financial report form, MBFRF. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Go back and listen to this segment anytime or any of the things that Andy is putting on this podcast on our website. We have them all listed out. We actually had someone calling me. They were studying. And they said, Lickin, I love your podcast because the MBA doesn't list it on there for references, but I got some great information from Andy Shell, the Prophet Doctor, going in there. So there's some people that are getting information for their test and preparing. So I got to go back and listen to my own podcast, your segments. There's some good stuff. All right, Andy. Looking forward to having barbecue here with you soon. Yeah, listeners, he's local to me, so we get to do that. We're local. We get to do our barbecue anyway. Good to have you with us, everybody. That is ending and wrapping up the first part of the podcast. For those of you who are listening live, just stay right on. We're going to get right into the hot topic. But for those of you who are listening on a downloaded basis, and this wraps up this week's market update about everything going on in the industry, just stay tuned. And the next podcast up will be the hot topic segment. Special thank you to our sponsors, Finastra, CMLA, Indicom, Accelerate, Ainsworth Advisors, Mobility, Modex, and so many more. And of course, MBS Live. Go get your free extended offer there to get the chance to peruse through that. And by putting Putting in LOL, the Look It On Lenny podcast. So good to have you all with us. Have a great week, everybody. See you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week 